Stay tuned for another sports presentation on the worldwide leader of Marshall University Athletics coverage, the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. It's time for Herd Roundup, your weekly look back at Thundering Herd Athletics. And now this week's edition of Herd Roundup. Hello, and thank you for joining us for Herd Roundup. I'm John Bogus, and today several members of the FM88 sports staff have packages recapping the week that was in Marshall Athletics, and I will be dis- discussing various topics with my co-hosts, Ben Cower and Tyler Pittman. First on today's edition of Herd Roundup, the Marshall softball team has officially begun its season. It was a troubling day yesterday for the Thundering Herd as it suffered two losses. The first one was a loss against uh, number 12, Arkansas, and then it also suffered a loss to the host of the tournament that they are currently at, FAU. However, today it got its first win under first season head coach uh, Morgan Zirkel and Bub Faringa completed a seven inning shutout for the first time in her collegiate career. So uh, an exciting bounce back today for the herd as Zirkel was able to get that first co- head coaching win in the Sun Belt Conference. Uh, currently, the Marshall Thundering Herd is up against Penn State and the score of that uh, game so far is Penn State 5, Marshall 2 in the 6. So a lot of excitement from today, a lot to be excited about, but was a rough day yesterday. Uh, ben, we'll go ahead and start with you. What is uh, What have you seen from the Marshall Thundering Herd so far in its start to the season? Well, it's it's been a difficult start, obviously, and I think that's to be expected, where you have a new head coach that comes in and I mean, for the Marshall Thundering Herd, this season has been very much a blessing for, on the on the women's basketball side, where Kim Caldwell has had that historic run in women's basketball, and obviously, uh, it was in conference play. But people are forgetting that hey, the start of the season for the women's basketball team wasn't exactly perfect immediately. But on the softball side, you bring in Morgan Zirkel, an alumni of Marshall University. You bring her back, first time as a head coach, at least here at Marshall. And yesterday. It was a ta- it was a, a difficult task to win those two games off the bat, and Arkansas was the first of those two games. Marshall fell in that matchup after leading early. Marshall led both games yesterday early. You mentioned where uh, it's season opening play at the FAU Paradise Classic down in Boca Raton, Florida, and obviously Marshall fell in that first game versus Arkansas. It led three to two in the third, and that's the only time that Marshall led the entirety of the game, uh, but obviously fell 10-3 to after collapsing in the pitching department late in that contest. A lot of young pitching talent on this team after losing. I mean, really the big the big one is Sidney Nestor graduated in the offseason, and now Bub is having to step up. Same thing with Rice. Everybody's having to step up in this offense, off, losing a couple players to the portal, too. So it's over the course of the last season, it's, it's not easy. And this team had to step up and you know, it has its ebbs and flows early. Really, all of this is it's just testing. You're, you're seeing what works and what doesn't before conference play begins because that's that's where the money is made. That's where the championships are earned. So Marshall lost 10-3 to in the first matchup yesterday versus Arkansas and then had a solid game, at least in Game 2 versus FAU. 
but fell 10-6 in that matchup after another pitching collapse. Again, Faringa play, had a perfect, she was perfect through the first four innings of that matchup, but then was shelled in the fifth, giving up five runs. Uh, Marshall puts Rice in. Rice gives up two more before the fifth inning is even over. And then all of a sudden, in the blink of an eye, Marshall's losing that matchup. And then uh, puts Faringa back in after Rice gave up those two runs at the end of that inning, and then Faringa just got shelled again down the stretch. It was a rough game versus FAU, but then again, Marshall ends that game 10-6, to and then today picks up its first win uh, here in softball under Morgan Zirkle's coaching tenure, one nothing over Michigan State. So that's a pretty solid win over a Power 5 program uh, versus Michigan State, and so far today, again, now going up against a Penn State currently, and as you mentioned, down by three to Penn State uh, in the sixth. Yeah, and uh, also, I know it's the week that was in Marshall Athletics, but hey, I think it's kind of fitting that uh, maybe we bring up uh, Megan Smith-Lyon, who was the coach of the Marshall Thundering Herd last year for Marshall Softball, got her first win at UNC today, so congratulations to former Marshall head coach Megan Smith-Lyon on her first win as the head coach of UNC. Oh yeah, I mean, Megan or Megan Smith-Lyon did so much for this program uh, and really was phenomenal. But up next on Herd Roundup, the Marshall Thundering Herd suffered its first conference loss of the season, ending a historic streak in conference play for the Herd. Here's FM88 Sports' Jonathan Edwards with the recap. On Saturday, February 3rd, the Marshall women's basketball team lost to the Dukes of James Madison University at the Cam Henderson Center by a final score of 72-63. Going into Saturday's matchup, Marshall touted a perfect 10-0 record in Sunbelt Conference play, the best start in conference play in program history. That streak ended at the final buzzer of Saturday's contest. James Madison suffered a home loss to Marshall in Harrisonburg, Virginia on January 24th when the Thundering Herd beat the Dukes 77-70. On Saturday, however, the script was flipped. Despite an early heads-up offensive play by Brianna Campbell. Now to Campbell. Campbell drives inside. Count it. And one. Brianna Campbell. A chance at the three-point play. A low-scoring defensive battle made up the first quarter, with the score tied 14-14 going into the second quarter. A dominant second and third quarter from the Dukes put James Madison in comfortable control over the top team in the Sun Belt as the visitors led Marshall 61-44 in convincing fashion heading into the final quarter. Marshall outscored James Madison 19-11 in the final quarter, but it was too little too late. James Madison dominated down low, outscoring Marshall 56-26 in the paint. Ksenia Kozlava and Heaven Bristow led the way in scoring for James Madison with 12 points each. Brianna Campbell was the top performer for the Thundering Herd with 16 points, 2 rebounds, and 4 assists. During her weekly press conference on Monday following Saturday's game, Marshall head coach Kim Caldwell mentioned that a loss can still benefit the team. We weren't going to win every game. We knew we weren't going to make it through this conference undefeated. And so when you look at the big picture, if we play JMU again, that's going to be the best loss that ever happened to us. Caldwell goes on to mention just how tough it would have been to face JMU again, possibly in the Sun Belt Tournament, if her team would have emerged victorious at home. And so there's not a crystal ball. You can't predict the future, but sometimes you need that. And it's hard to beat a team three times, and they're definitely a top team in the league. And if we can learn from it and we can respond from it, and I know that I have definitely identified some things that need to be fixed immediately, then, I mean, failure is just an opportunity for growth. Despite the loss, Marshall still resides atop the Sunbelt women's basketball standings. This was James Madison's 16th overall win of the season. For FM88 Sports, I'm Jonathan Edwards. Thanks, Jonathan, for the recap. The Marshall Thunder and Herd will bounce back on Wednesday as it was able 
to defeat the Louisiana Raging Cajuns at the Cam Henderson Center. The final score of the game was 74-42 to in favor of the Herd. Abby Beeman led, led the Herd in two categories with 14 points and five assists. Brianna Campbell attacked the boys all game, leading the team with eight rebounds. The Herd ended the game with shooting 41% from the field and collecting 42 rebounds, which are both improvements from his last game against James Madison. The win today puts the Herd one and a half games ahead of Troy, who sits at second in the Sunbelt Conference, only behind Marshall. The Herd's next game will be on the road against Appalachian State in Boone, North Carolina on February 15th at 12 p.m. All right, well, uh, we'll go ahead and take a break. When we return, FM 88 Sports Ben Anderson has a recap of Marshall's track and fields meet against Bellarmine, and we'll also discuss Marshall tennis. You're listening to Herd Roundup on the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. More than 100 million wild animals are killed each year illegally. Poaching is a major threat to our country's wildlife. I'm Tom Barry. I'm an actor with a desire to preserve living space for wildlife. The Humane Society Wildlife Land Trust does just that, works with private landowners to protect wildlife, to preserve natural habitats. To learn more or to work with the Humane Society Wildlife Land Trust, call 800-729-SAVE. That's 800-729-SAVE, or visit wildlifelandtrust.org. Colorectal cancer. It's the second leading cancer killer in the U.S., but it is almost entirely preventable. Most colon cancers start as polyps, and screening helps find polyps so they can be removed before they even turn into cancer. Screening also finds this cancer early, when treatment works best. So if you're over 50, take control. Get screened for colorectal cancer. Screening saves lives. It could really save your life. Nearly all victims of shaken baby syndrome suffer serious health consequences, and at least one out of every four babies who are violently shaken dies from this form of child abuse. Anyone, from parents to caregivers to bystanders, can do something to help. Tell everyone about the dangers of shaking a baby and what to do if they become angry, frustrated, or upset. Visit www.cdc.gov injury to learn about shaken baby syndrome and ways to prevent it. A message from CDC. I got smart about mortgages. Now it's my house I go home to. I got smart about credit cards. Now paper or plastic has a whole new meaning. When it comes to your money, whatever you want to get smart about, you can find it at smartaboutmoney.org. Smartaboutmoney.org is a free online resource from the National Endowment for Financial Education. We're an independent nonprofit foundation dedicated to helping people just like you get sound information about money. Smartaboutmoney.org. It's the easy place to start when you want to get Hi, this is Marshall women's basketball coach Kim Caldwell, and you're listening to the worldwide leader in Marshall University athletics coverage, the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Herd Roundup, the only program on air that discusses the week that was in Marshall athletics. I'm John Bogus. I'm Ben Cower. And I'm Tyler Pittman. On February 2nd, Marshall Track and Field traveled to the Norton Healthcare Sports and Learning Center in Louisville, Kentucky, the second straight week in the Bellarmine Classic. FM 88 Sports' Ben Anderson has the recap. 
Over the weekend, Marshall track and field would break three school records, including two individual victories and 18 scoring results in the Bellamine Classic. Leading the way for the Thundering Herd in the short distance runners was junior hurdles runner Tyra Thomas, winning the 60 meter hurdles and staying undefeated in the event through five meets. Director of track and field cross country Keith Roberts says that the reason for the success is the student athletes trusting the process. I think one thing that I like about them is that they're believing in what we're telling them as far as how you act and carry yourselves and treat your teammates and the excitement that we bring to meets, I think that really spreads into them and helps them run faster. Leading the way for the cross-country team was Kylie Maston breaking the women's 800-meter school record for the second week in a row, and Ronnie Saunders breaking the men's 3K school record that was set by Todd Carson in 1987 when Marshall was members of the Southern Conference. Graduate student Ronnie Saunders says that breaking the record was an experience that he will cherish forever. It felt pretty awesome. After the race, I was just so, uh, I guess, lost because the lights went out, the power went out. I didn't even know the time, but my coach and all my friends were sitting there at the finish line. They told me that I broke it, and I was just so happy that I jumped over the railing at the track. Cross-country head coach Caleb Bowen says that Saunders breaking a 3K record will better prepare him for the Sunbelt Conference Indoor Championships. That's been his goal since the beginning of the year, and that was kind of like what we were training him to do. Very good to see him do it before the conference championships, so that way he can you know have a little more meat on the bones and maybe have a better performance there. Marshall Track and Field will now return home for the final meet before the Sunbelt Conference Indoor Championships with Senior Day at the two-day Marshall Invitational on February 9th and 10th. For FM88 Sports, I'm Ben Anderson. Thanks, Ben, for the recap. Friday's action from the Marshall Invitational starts at 6.30 p.m. with the men's and women's high jump. Saturday's competition starts at the women's long jump at 10.30 with the senior recognition ceremony at 11.40 a.m. In Marshall Tennis News, Marshall Tennis had a successful meet against Virginia Tech Monday, defeating the Hokies 4-3. All three doubles teams defeated Virginia Tech with Emma Vander Hayden, Dorotesia Yoko, oh, Yokesovich, apologies, and Aislinn McGreen picking up singles wins. The Herd returned home today and defeated Louisville 3-1, to improving to a 7-2 overall record. We'll take a break. When we return, FM88 Sports' Sean Kelly and Luke Hamilton have recaps of Marshall men's basketball, and we'll discuss the end of the Marshall swim team's season, regular season. You're listening to Herd Roundup on the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. sun. This is the high-energy ultraviolet rays the sun sends to Earth every single day. This is the retina in your eyes being damaged by those high-energy rays. This is UV-rated sunglasses protecting your eyes from those rays. And this is how absolutely cool you look in those sunglasses. And this is a message about safety from the American Optometric Association. You've supported her through every accomplishment in her life. Cross, pull, I tied my shoes. While your ultimate goal is to teach her to stand on her own. Let go, let go. I can do it. There are things she just can't do without your support. There were drugs and alcohol at the party. Talk with the teens in your life. And if they're in substance abuse treatment and recovery, support them. Help them turn the hardest thing they've ever done into their greatest accomplishment. For information and treatment referral, call 1-800-662-HELP. 
You feel like you know your man, but you may not know everything. Of all the women living with HIV in the U.S., about 66% are African American. And most of these women got HIV by having unprotected sex with a man. But more women are getting tested and looking out for themselves. To get a free HIV test, visit HIVtest.org slash take charge or call 1-800-CDC-INFO. That's 1-800-232-4636. Take charge. Take the test. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Hi, I'm Jimmy Smith, and I'd like to talk to you about a screening. No, not a movie screening, but a screening test for colorectal cancer. It could save your life. Colorectal cancer is highly preventable, yet it is the second leading cancer killer of men and women in the U.S. But it doesn't have to be. Screening finds precancerous polyps so that they can be removed before they turn into cancer. So please get screened for colorectal cancer. I did. If you're 50 or older, get screened. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Treat me with understanding. Treat me with respect. Drug and alcohol addiction is an equal opportunity disease. Treat me without judgment. Individuals in recovery come from all walks of life and deserve to be treated with respect for winning one of the hardest battles there is. Treat me with courtesy. Treat me with humanity. Alcohol and drug addiction deserves proper treatment. For drug and alcohol information and treatment referral, call 1-800-662-HELP. Mr. Detweiler, we're all finished. Mm, what? Your knee replacement went great, and it's all because of you. What did I do? You were captain of Team Detweiler. You told us everything. Medical history, allergies, you asked us tons of questions. Huh, I guess I did kind of run the whole operation, didn't I? We couldn't have done it without you. Patient safety. It takes a team. A message from the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons with more tips at orthoinfo.org slash patient safety. This is former Marshall pitcher Jordan Dixon, and you're listening to the worldwide leader in Marshall Athletics coverage, the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Herd Roundup, the only program on the air that recaps the week that was in Marshall Athletics. I'm John Bogus. I'm Ben Cower. And I'm Tyler Petman. Marshall men's basketball started the week off hot with a win against Coastal Carolina on Saturday. FM 88 Sports, Sean Kelly has the recap. This past Saturday, Marshall men's basketball faced off against the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers in an afternoon matchup from the Cam Henderson Center. After a close loss to the Old Dominion Monarchs the previous Thursday, the Thundering Herd's goal was to get back on track. For the Chanticleers, the goal was just the same, having lost four of its previous five games during its road trip. In a thunderous start for the Herd, the team improved upon Thursday's ice-cold 29.7% shooting from beyond the arc, with a trio of threes to start the game, two of which coming from graduate student guard Kevon Voiles. Connor now goes to Martin at the point, now drives into the paint from the key, now kicks it outside, right side three for Kevon Voiles. Make the score 13 to 6. Voiles is on a hot streak, three of three from the field. Again, a career or a season high, 23 points a game ago. He's already up to eight, folks. Marshall continued its hot start by jumping out to a 22 to 8 lead less than six minutes into the contest. This proved to be a hole Coastal Carolina could not climb out of, as Voiles and Obina and Achille Killen led the way offensively, with 18 and 14 points respectively in the first half. Martin sets up the screen, who goes back to Nutter. Nutter outside to Kevon Voiles off the left side to set up the three. It's good. Voiles, that's his fourth three-pointer on the afternoon. 
This time off the left side corner. You can get it done off the right side. Get it done off the left side. 46 to 27 is the score. A minute 15 remains here in the first half. The herd led by as much as 19 in the first half, ending the first 20 minutes with a commanding 48 to 32 lead. Even with Marshall extending its lead to a game-high 27 points at the start of the second half, Coastal Carolina did not simply lie down and die. Instead, the Chanticleers rebounded with a 12-1 run, its most dominant offensive performance of the afternoon. And in the paint, it's Blackman for two. Coastal Carolina continues to shave Marshall's lead down. 64-48 is the score, 12 minutes 48 seconds remaining here in regulation. However, this only cut Coastal Carolina's deficit to 16. The Thundering Herd continued to build itself back up throughout the rest of the half on the backs of some notable nights from its leading scorers, including a season high from Kevon Voiles. It will be Voiles shooting two from the free throw line. Voiles so far today, surprisingly with all of his scoring, has not shot from the charity strike. The ability shooting two here to take his score to the next level, and he does. Kevon Voiles up to 24 points. That's a new season high for Voiles. One of one from the stripe. And a career-high 30-point outing from Obina Anichilli Killen. As Anichilli Killen puts up his second of two, it's good. Perfect on that trip. And Anichilli Killen now up to 30 points. A 30-burger for the Big O today. 9-10 from the free-throw line, 9-17 from the field. The shots ended the contest on an 11-5 run. However, it proved to be too little too late as the Herd concluded its homestand with a 91-74 victory, taking three of four games in Huntington. With the win, Marshall climbed back to a 500 record at 12-12 on the season and 7-4 in conference play. Meanwhile, Coastal Carolina lost its fifth of six consecutive road games, falling to a 6-17 overall record and a 3-8 conference record. For FM88 Sports, I'm Sean Kelly. Thanks, Sean. Marshall would then travel to face Troy on Wednesday. Luke Hamilton has the recap. Marshall men's basketball lost to the 16-8 Troy Trojans on Wednesday on the road. The Thundering Herd looked to bounce back on its road trip to Alabama with the goal of having a record above 500. Although four of the Herd's five starters scored double digits, head coach Dan D'Antoni says it came down to the team's effort. The big thing is we walked into a boxing match and uh, we were we were soft. They just played harder than us. You go right down the stats. And that's all hustle. That's all hustle stuff. 20 to 9 on fast breaks. Marshall shot 68% from the free throw line, lost the transition and points off turnovers battle, as well as getting out-rebounded by 11. Coach D'Antoni says that it all comes down to the team's mindset before games. You know what? They have to decide who they are. Courtney did a great job scouting them. He did a great job telling them exactly what they were going to do. Now, if you have to have a pep rally and you've got to have Kevin Costner come into the locker room and say the big speech, you know, to get you to play, you're in trouble. The 12-13 and 13 Marshall men's basketball team will be back in action on February 15th to take on the number one ranked team in the Sun Belt, the App State Mountaineers. For FM 88 Sports, I'm Luke Hamilton. Thanks, Luke. Ben, you've been on the call and have written recaps of a lot of Marshall men's basketball games this season. Uh, what did you think of the two games this past week? Well, it's really a tale of two teams, which Marshall has been in conference play and really all season long, where obviously it has the highest of highs versus Coastal Carolina, and Coastal's not one of the better teams in the Sun Belt. 
where Coastal was one near the bottom. And then obviously Troy entering the matchup on Wednesday night. Troy was the second best team in conference play. Marshall was tied for fourth best. Or it was, no, not tied, excuse me. It was solely fourth best in the entire conference with its record. And Marshall now leaves 7-5. and 7-4 and four had it fourth best, but I digress. Marshall has been able to step up. It's a better team at home than it really is on the road. And Marshall is able to step up against weaker teams outside of Old Dominion. Old Dominion, uh, also one of the worst teams in conference play, and it just played the ISO to perfection against Marshall twice in a row. But versus Coastal, everything in the scoring department has worked well. Big O, Obina Anajili Killen, had a career-high 30 points in that game. He did everything, even fouled out. We, and that he had he he hit thirty with time remaining on the clock, and uh, and fouled out with time remaining. And Marshall just had such a a, a lead heading into halftime. It was a sixteen point lead heading into the half, and Coastal was just not able to make up that gap as it was able to versus Georgia State a couple games ago. But Marshall, when it gets out to a lead and it's leading at halftime and it has control over the game, as Kevon Voyles said in the postgame presser of that game, hey, if we start out good, it's what D'Antoni's been telling them all year long, you start out good, you finish good, and you play all the way through the game. That's what Marshall did versus Coastal Carolina on Saturday. And then Marshall was very much in Coastal's position on Wednesday. It's going up against a better opponent, at least in conference play and really overall. And Marshall's offense sputtered. It was it got decimated in the first half. It was outscored 24-2 in the paint. That's I'm not joking. 24 to 2 in the paint in the first half of that game and it wasn't shooting much better from outside. It only had three more three balls from outside the arc than Troy did in the first half. The first half is the reason why Marshall lost that game versus Troy point none. It is the reason why cuz Marshall played better in the in the second half. It was it was bad up until about the final 10 minutes of regulation where Marshall was down as far as it was 60 to 33. That was the biggest lead Troy had. That was about a little over 15 minutes remaining in that matchup. But overall, Troy was just the better team three-fourths of the game and Marshall was able to make it look close at the end of the second half as both teams tied. It was uh, 42 all in the final, or it was, yeah, 42 all in the remaining uh, 20 minutes of regulation of that game. So Marshall, on the stat sheet, it looked as if it was an even game in the second half. But in reality, it really wasn't. Troy started giving up a little bit late as it had such a huge lead. And Marshall was able to bring that score uh, up to, again, 82-66, to 66, which is still... It encapsulates really what happened in that game. But Marshall was just not strong versus Troy in the scoring department. Its leading scorer yet again was Kevon Voyles, who stepped up, but Camden Kerfman on a bit of a slide. And Obina Anicelli Killen, one of the best scorers in the entirety of the Sun Belt, only had 11 points in that loss for Marshall. Up next on her roundup, John Boggs spoke with the Marshall swimming and dive team about accomplishments after its completion of its first regular season in the Sun Belt Conference. In its first season competing in the Sun Belt Conference, the Marshall Swim Team had five swimmers receive the individual honor of Sun Belt Conference Swimmer of the Week. One of the five is senior Audrey West, who received the honor on the week of January 18th. It's definitely a, a huge honor being named the Sun Belt Swimmer of the Week. It's super exciting that we have a lot of success as a team first here in the conference. West says success in the regular season gives the team momentum heading into the postseason. Senior Madeline Hart, who received the honor in November, agrees with West 
that the accomplishments are beneficial to the overall success of the program. I think they speak a lot on our accomplishments as a team and how we're just building our program to be able to get these specific awards. In addition to the Sunbelt Swimmer of the Week honors, the team has also broken several personal and school records this season. Hart recently broke two personal times in the final regular season meet against Toledo. I did those times not tapered or rested, and so that just gives me a lot of confidence going forward, knowing that I still have time to drop. Senior Esther LeBon, freshman Molly Warner, and senior Paige Banton have received the Sunbelt Swimmer of the Week alongside Weston Hart. Banton also set the program record in the 200 breaststroke at the recent meet. The team finds it important to celebrate the personal accomplishments together. We definitely all just hype each other up on Instagram stories. We'll say silly captions. It's fun to get fun texts from friends or we just make memes and send them to each other. Now that the regular season is finished, Marshall will have the opportunity to achieve the ultimate goal, a conference championship, when it competes in the Sun Belt Championships beginning on February 14th. For FM 88 Sports, I'm John Bogus. Thanks, John. In its first Sunbelt Conference Championships appearance, Marshall will compete against Old Dominion, James Madison, and Southern Miss. Yeah, it's it's been a very good season for the Marshall swimming and diving team. Um, it was able to accomplish quite a bit in its first season, whereas multiple personal records were broken and multiple school records were broken. They just, they overall, I could tell they were having a lot of fun in their new home in the Sunbelt Conference. And I mean, it was remarkable the amount of Sunbelt Swimmer of the Week awards they earned. Uh, that was a total of six. And they also won one Diver of the Week award. And I think by far, at least in the swim category um uh they uh it was able to uh really just come alive and get those uh, accomplishments so that's all the time we have for today's edition of herd roundup the program that recaps the week that was in martial athletics join us again next week at 5 30 for another edition of herd roundup for Jonathan Edwards, Ben Anderson, Sean Kelly, Luke Hamilton, Ben Cower, and Tyler Pittman, I'm John Bogus. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks for listening to Herd Roundup. Tune in again next week at 5.30 for the most complete coverage of Thundering Herd Athletics on 88.1 WMUL. You've been listening to another sports presentation on the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network.